I give the floor to the representative of Israel. Madam Chair, members of the committee, you have just adopted yet another absurd resolution against the state of Israel, against the Jewish people, against historical truths, and one which stands in complete and utter contradiction to all values with this, which this, this, this integrating organization is supposed to stand for. Some harsh words from Carmel Shama HaKohen, Israel's ambassador to UNESCO at the United Nations, speaking out recently against a controversial resolution regarding the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Hi everyone, this is Jason and welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast, Jew I Don't Know. As I said during the first episode of this podcast, I'm going to occasionally cover current events in Israel and the Jewish world that I think are relevant and interesting. In this case, a couple of birthright participants have asked me what is going on with these headlines about a United Nations vote regarding the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. So let me explain. But a couple of caveats about my covering current events. I really intend this podcast to be educational, entertaining, and interesting. And I'm aiming to reach people who may not be coming to all these issues with a great deal of background or knowledge. Especially when it comes to current events, as I'm sure you're aware, there are innumerable sides to every issue. On Birthright, when participants ask me, well, what does the other side say? I always respond with, which other side? There are lots of them. So I hope you'll forgive me that I can't comprehensively get to the bottom of every issue and cover every single claim and opinion. For instance, for today's topic, my goal is to explain what's going on and for you to learn more in depth about this issue than you would get from scanning the headlines or worse, reading your Facebook page. Like just, just stop reading your Facebook feed when it comes to Israel. Oi, it's bad. But anyway, if you've traveled with me to Israel, you know that I try to provide a balanced, nuanced and clear explanation of what's going on without demanding that you choose one side or another. At the same time, I'm not really afraid of calling out nonsense when I see it, and I think it's important to do that, so that we can understand that not all issues are equally he said, she said, and everyone is not entitled to their own facts. And one more thing. Anytime we are discussing provocative issues around Israel, Arabs, Muslims, Jews, anything in the Middle East, it's really controversial. So to that end, this podcast is my own, these opinions and explanations are my own, and while I draw from a wide range of sources, I'm sure to omit things, or simplify things, or otherwise sometimes fail to cover what any particular listener might think is really important. Sorry. So with that, again, welcome to Jew Out of Now. <laughs> I would say to young people that we can do everyone our share to redeem the world. So here we have the super controversial issue involving the United Nations, UNESCO, Israel, Palestinians, Arab countries, Muslim countries, Asian countries, European countries, Africa, the Caribbean. In other words, yet another Middle East crisis that has dragged the whole world into a screaming match. I'm going to briefly try to explain three things in this episode. What is UNESCO and what is this controversy about? Second, what does this resolution say and why are people so upset? And third, why is this controversy even happening? Let's see how I'm going to do over the next few minutes. First, let's figure out what we're talking about. There are two things that we need to know what they are, UNESCO and the Temple Mount. Let's start with UNESCO. The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, or UNESCO, 
is an agency of the United Nations founded in 1945. It has the idea that preserving peace between the nations of the world requires more than just political and economic agreements. It also requires a sense of shared humanitarianism and human rights, based on education for all children, cultural diversity, and scientific cooperation, amongst other endeavors. Within UNESCO is a committee called the World Heritage Committee. You may have heard of it. They are in charge of, most famously, designating World Heritage Sites, places of cultural or natural importance. Here in the United States, there are 23 such places, including Yosemite, Yellowstone, the Everglades, the Grand Canyon. You get the idea. In 1982, the World Heritage Committee designated the Old City of Jerusalem as one of these sites. And that brings us to what today's controversy is about, the nature of the Temple Mount. So for those of you who went on birthright, or of course if you've ever even been to Israel, you went to the Western Wall in the Old City of Jerusalem. This is the holiest site in Judaism, for reasons I'll get to in another podcast down the road. But you remember also learning that the Western Wall and its three counterpart walls hold up a massive platform up on top. And on top of that platform are two main structures. The first and most visible is the Golden Dome of the Rock, that gold dome that dominates the Jerusalem skyline. And a couple hundred yards away, with a gray dome, is the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest spot in the world for Muslims. And here's where it starts to get controversial. Names. Muslims call this platform Al-Haram Al-Sharif, which means the Noble Sanctuary. Jews call this platform the Temple Mount. Generally, especially if you're reading sources in English like news articles or books, they will most often use the term Temple Mount. Both the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque have been up on this platform for about 1400 years, since the 6 and 700s of the Common Era. For almost 600 years before them, there wasn't much up there, it was pretty blank. But before that, going back for roughly a thousand years, this area was the site of the Jewish Holy Temple, the central site of worship and Jewish life in ancient times. This temple was destroyed by the Romans in the year 70 of the Common Era. All three religions, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, agree that the Temple Mount, or Al-Haram, Al-Sharif, the Noble Sanctuary, is religiously significant because Abraham, the founder of all three faiths, was there. There are additional reasons, but that's for a later podcast. So are you with me? We've got this giant platform in the old city of Jerusalem, absolutely holy to all three faiths, but called by different names. Temple Mount if you're Jewish, and Al-Haram, Al-Sharif, or the Noble Sanctuary if you're Muslim. If you're Christian, your holy site is several hundred yards away from here at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, so you try really hard not to get dragged down into these fights. So let's get into the present controversy. What happened? On October 18th, the World Heritage Committee voted in favor of a resolution titled Occupied Palestine that aims to set forth rules regarding the preservation of holy sites in the Old City, especially with respect to the Temple Mount slash Noble Sanctuary. It's important to note that this resolution is non-binding. In other words, it has no real practical on-the-ground effects. Instead, it is a diplomatic and political document. 24 countries voted in favor of the resolution, 6 voted against it, and 26 abstained. Nevertheless, Israel's reaction was strong. The Israeli government condemned the resolution on several grounds. First, 
that by only referring to the Temple Mount by its Islamic name, the committee is minimizing, if not outright trying to eliminate, any notion of Jewish historical connection to this platform. Second, the continuous reference to Israel as the occupying power of the old city really rankles. And third, on the resolution's sole focus on, quote, Israeli acts of aggression, unquote, against the Temple Mount and other Islamic holy sites. So let's pick these apart one by one because they all connect. Stay with me. On UNESCO's refusal to fully acknowledge the Jewish connection to the Temple Mount, and even to refer to the noble sanctuary by that name alone, Israel stands on absolutely firm ground. UNESCO's omission is preposterous. Jerusalem has been the holy site for Jews, and by extension Christians, since at least the year 1000 before the Common Era. The Temple Mount itself was the location of the Second Temple, which was built in the 5th century BCE and destroyed in the year 70, nearly 600 years before Islam even became a distinct religion. It wasn't always a huge platform like it looks like now, that came later, but since the 5th century BCE there has been a Jewish temple on that spot. There is no serious opposition to the historical fact that the Temple Mount and the old city of Jerusalem are intimately tied to Jewish history, going back thousands of years. The Arab countries that drafted this resolution know that. And the reason why it angers Israel so much, besides the obvious, is that this idea of no Jewish connection is also related to the idea of Israel as the quote-unquote occupying power. To get to Israel's second complaint about this resolution. When the Second Temple was destroyed in the year 70 CE by the Romans, the Jewish people lost their national independence, and thus their sovereignty over Jerusalem. In their place came the Romans, then the Byzantines, then the Muslims, then the Christians off and on again during the Crusades, then the Muslims again in the form of the Ottoman Empire, then the British, and then the Muslims again in the form of the Kingdom of Jordan. In the 1967 Six-Day War, which saw Israel emerge victorious against several invading Arab armies, the Israeli army captured the Old City and the Temple Mount from the Jordanian army. But then Israel, in a very quick decision, did something very interesting. Historically, when an army captured Jerusalem, what did they do? They destroyed the temples, sanctuaries, and other holy sites of the previous owners in order to affirm their control and build their own monuments. But in 1967, Israel didn't do that. Instead, the government made the decision that while the Old City and the Temple Mount would come under Israeli territorial control, the Temple Mount, or the Noble Sanctuary itself, would remain under the control of the Islamic religious authorities, who themselves were under the authority of Jordan. That decision has held for the last 50 years. To this day, the Old City is considered, by Israel, a part of its territory. Now, the international community doesn't officially recognize it, and the Palestinians say that the Old City, which is a part of East Jerusalem, will someday be their capital, so Israel shouldn't be allowed to claim it as their territory. Still, for now, it's firmly in Israel's hands. But when you go up to the Temple Mount, you're under the auspices of the Muslim authorities, who make all the rules governing what goes on up there. For example, Jews are forbidden to pray on the Temple Mount, and access to the platform itself is often restricted to only Muslims. This system is called the status quo. You'll hear this a lot in discussions about what goes on in the old city. Okay, so the status quo agreement is that Israel controls the territory of the old city, which includes the Temple Mount slash Noble Sanctuary, while the Muslim authorities control what happens up on the Temple Mount itself. 
So when Israel is accused of being the occupying power, it really grinds their gears. The Israeli government says, hey, not only are we not an occupying power, because this is a legitimate part of our territory, but we even ceded control of the Islamic holy sites up there to the Muslims. And we are committed to this status quo arrangement. And that brings us to the third complaint, that the UNESCO resolution focuses solely on what the draft calls, quote unquote, Israeli acts of aggression. Now, this is an incredibly complicated issue. and I'm not covering every last angle of this UNESCO controversy or the Temple Mount controversy because the podcast can't go on forever. The way I see it, Muslims do have some legitimate complaints about acts of aggression. But I also think they're blowing it way out of proportion for political gain. So, the status quo arrangement has never sat well with certain groups of Jewish right-wing religious extremists, who, like extremists anywhere, believe that this particular holy space belongs solely to them. It is true that in recent years there has been an uptick in these extremists causing trouble. They occasionally band together and race up to the noble sanctuary in order to try to pray, or to rile the Muslims, or to make such a scene that the Israeli police are forced to temporarily shut down all access to the Temple Mount, including for Muslims, in order to prevent a riot. This happens. They also do have some political power, especially with the current right-wing government of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who they lobbied to make changes to the status quo agreement in order to give Jewish authorities more power. But I think it's too much to say that the Israeli government itself is trying to unilaterally upend the status quo agreement. They have not sought to make major changes to the agreement with the Muslim authorities or to assert greater Israeli control over the Temple Mount slash Noble Sanctuary. So why is this all happening? For sure, we can say that the Temple Mount slash Noble Sanctuary is one of the most, if not the most, sensitive sites on earth. You move one brick anywhere in the old city of Jerusalem and you risk riots and warfare and international crisis. For sure, any notion of the Jews trying to assert control over even one inch of the noble sanctuary is bound to enrage Muslims the world over. And that, my friends, is what happened. A little over a year ago, at the beginning of a wave of violence that erupted between Israelis and Palestinians, Palestinian leaders sought to fan the flames of anger by claiming that Israel was trying to forcibly change the status quo. Although this was untrue and the Israeli government, including Prime Minister Netanyahu, denied it, denied it, denied it, it indeed led to riots and Palestinians stabbing Israelis and Israeli soldiers shooting Palestinian attackers and on and on and on and here we are. But rather than strengthening the Palestinian leadership, all this violence has further weakened it. A recent poll showed that most Palestinians think that the last year or so of violence has not helped their cause. And so today, the Palestinian leadership has to try to strengthen its position through political means, rather than through violence. Part of that effort is on the diplomatic international stage. This UNESCO vote is an opportunity by several Arab countries to demonize Israel over these allegations about the Temple Mount slash Noble Sanctuary. And like I said, there are some legitimate complaints. The mayor of Jerusalem has put forth a proposal for a tourist cable car system that would encroach on Palestinian territory and impact the Temple Mount area and, as the mayor himself claimed, serve the ideological goals of affirming Israel's complete control over Jerusalem. But the resolution massively goes too far by focusing solely on Israeli, quote, acts of aggression, unquote, and not on any provocations by the Palestinian side and, most egregiously, by seeming to deny any Jewish historical connection to what is actually the number one holiest place in Judaism. Okay, so what now? 
Well, a few days ago, on October 26th, the World Heritage Committee of UNESCO took another vote on a similar resolution to try to patch things up and, yeah, voted in favor of it again. Although some of the wording has been changed to indicate more explicitly that the old city is sacred to Muslims, Christians, and Jews, the resolution still only refers to the Temple Mount by its Muslim name and is still, as Israel and the United States and others claim, totally one-sided and inflammatory. Israel has recalled its UNESCO ambassador in protest. The head of the UNESCO agency herself has come out against the resolution. And Israel still refuses to allow a UNESCO team to come inspect holy sites in the old city, which is one of the main accusations of the resolution. But, says Israel, we're not going to allow UNESCO to poke around when it has such an obvious anti-Jewish and anti-Israel agenda. What's going to happen next? Well, who knows? It's the Middle East. So, barring another major international crisis in the next few days, which is certainly not totally out of the realm of possibility, I'll return to my regularly scheduled podcast program where we will start talking about biblical history. I hope you feel like you learned something interesting today and you at least scratched the surface of what is a very controversial issue. Thanks for listening, everyone. Lee Throat. Throat.